So I'd like to take a few minutes tonight and do a deeper dive into understanding exactly what went down with Merav and Michal and their marriages to David. We learned in the Psukim, and just based on the Psukim on face value, it seems like Merav was supposed to be given to David, but wasn't actually ever given. Before she was to be married, she was given to someone else. And Michal is, seems to be given to David properly. The problem is, with Michal, is that we're going to see later on that when David is on the run, Shaul takes Michal and gives her to someone else, to someone by the name of Palti ben Laish, uh, to, be his, to be his wife. And the problem is going to be that by what right does Shaul have to take an Ashish and give her to another man? So, uh, to understand this, um, we go to a Gemara in Sanhedrin, which deals with this on Dafya Tesamid Beis. Now, the Gemara there brings down a Pasuk, Shmuel Beis, which seems to suggest that it, the Pasuk there uses the term Nishayade Necha. And uh, the Gemara over there says that Nishayade Necha means that it doesn't mean actually Shaul's wives, at least one of the Tanoyim there holds, that it means. Women from the household of Shol that were suitable, that Rashi says were mutter to marry David. Who were they? So the Gemara there says, on face value, that both Merav and Michal were actually given to David to be his wives. Which needs to be understood because now, if we're saying that both Merav and Michal were given to David, so then on top of the question we had of how was Shol able to take Michal away, we have another question now. How was Shol able to take Merav away? And the third question we have is, how is David able to marry Merav and Michal if they're both sisters? How could he marry two sisters while they're both alive? So these three questions the Gemara is going to address, and that's what I would like to discuss tonight. Now the Gemara is going to bring down a machlekes between Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Shua ben Karcha to answer whether David actually married both sisters. So first, the Gemara says that Shalu Tamida was Rabbi Yosi. Rabbi Yosi's Tamida asked him, "Heich Nasa David Shteachoyes by Chayehen." How could David have married two sisters while they were both alive? So Rabbi Yosi holds that David actually did a kedushin with Merav and with Michal. So he said, "Amalehni answered Michal Achamisas Merav Nisa." That David actually married Michal after Merav died, so he wasn't over on the love of marrying two sisters at the same time. Rabbi Shua ben Karcha Omer. Then the Gemara brings down that Rabbi Shua ben Karcha says, "Kedushet Toyes Haylay Ben." That David's marriage to Merav was based on a Kedushay Tais. He did a Kedushan, but it was an improper Kedushan, and therefore it was invalid. So therefore, David was able to marry Michal without having a problem of marrying two sisters. Where do you see that he only married Michal? So Rabbi Shua ben Karcha brings down a Pasuk in Shmuel Beis. And Shmuel Beis, as I said, uh, Michal was taken away from David and given to Palti ben Laish. In Shmuel Beis, David demands from Shaul's son Ishbaishas that he return his wife Michal. And he says the following Lashon. He says, Tenoas Ishtias Michal, give me my wife Michal, Asher Erasti Li, the Maya Arlis Pushtim, that I, that I uh, married. I did Arison with a hundred Arlis of the Plishtim, which we learned, right, that he took the hundred Arlis of the Plishtim and he gave it to Shaul to marry Michal. So he learns out of the Pasuk, my Talmuda. So what does that Pasuk teach us? So Amar of Papa, Michal Ishti Vilei Merav Ishti. That David said, Michal Ishti, to exclude that Michal's my wife and Merav was not my wife. So this is the Machoikas we have. Rabbi Yossi holds that David married both Michal and Merav, whereas Rabbi Yeshua Bekarcha holds that he only married uh, Michal. So the Gemara says, My Kedushay Tois, what was that Kedushay Tois that David did that disqualified his marriage to Merav? Tehsev, 
because we learn back when David is going to fight Goliath, remember there was a promise that was made by Shaul that said, that the man who is able to kill Goliath, the king is going to give, give him a lot of wealth and give him his daughter and he's going to free him, right? He's going to make him free from taxes. So in that pasuk, Shaul gave a promise that whoever killed Goliath, he promised him a lot of money. So Azal Katli, David goes and kills Goliath. So Shaul says to David that you have a, a debt that I owe you. In other words, I promised a lot of money to the person who kills Goliath, so I owe you this money. And what David did is David went and was Mekadesh Meirav with the forgiveness of that loan. In other words, he tried to be Mekadesh, what's called the Mekadesh B'milvah. So he, he said to Shaul, I want to marry Meirav, and in exchange for her hand in marriage, I'm going to give you, as the father marrying off your daughter, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you forgiveness of that loan. And he tried to be a Mekadosh Remilva. And the Gemara says, Mekadosh Remilva ain't a Mekudesh. Someone who tries to marry a woman by waving a, by forgiving a loan is not considered a valid Kedushin. So therefore, Shaul felt that David was not married to Meirav. So, Azal Yav al Adriel. Shaul goes and gives Meirav to Adriel, as we learned. That it was at the time when Meirav was supposed to be given to Shaul, that Shaul gave her instead to Adriel. So, that's the Pshad in, in Ribshub and Karcha. He holds that David tried to be Mekadesh Meirav with the Kedushe, Kedushe Mekadesh ben Milveh, and it was an invalid Kedushin, so Shaul was able to go and give her instead to Adria. So now, what happened when Shaul wanted to give David, when, I'm sorry, when Shaul wanted to marry Michal off to David? Shaul then says to David, If you want me to give you now my daughter Michal in marriage, go and bring me a hundred foreskins from the Plishtim. So David went, and as we learned, David went and brought him the, the, the foreskins. So Shaul said, So now, you're giving me two things. You're giving me, number one, the forgiveness of the loan, which you already gave me, and number two, you're also giving me the Arlis. So now already you're coming with two things. So therefore, it sounds like at least at this point, that there should be a good marriage, because he's giving, at least David at this point is giving a pruta, right? The foreskins which we're saying now are worth a pruta, so that should be a good marriage to Michal. However, Shaul Savar, Milva pruta, Daite Amilva. When a person wants to uh, marry someone by using both forgiveness of a loan and a pruta, which the Gemara calls Milva Upruta, Daite Amilva, the person, the husband's intent is to really use the Milva. In his mind, that's the more chash of an item. And so since the husband Das is really on the Milve, so it's really not a good marriage. So Shaul felt that even David's marriage to Michal was an invalid marriage. So, but for David Savar, Milva Pruta, Daitia Pruta, David held that is that when you're Makadesh with a Milva and a Pruta, the mind of the husband is on the Pruta and therefore it should be a good marriage. So now we understand. Shaul held that David was not married to Merav or Michal. So therefore he went and gave Merav to Adriel, and he took Michal away and gave Michal instead to Palti ben Laish, because again he held that both of those, um, both of those Kedushin were Kedushi toys. Kamara then also proposes another terrace. If he buys him, maybe you'll say, the Kuliyama Milva Pruta Daitia Pruta. It could be that Shaul and David both agreed that if you try to be Makadesh with a Milva and a Pruta, that the husband's das is on the Pruta and it's good. However, Shaul Savar Midi. Shaul held that the Arlois of the Plishtim were not worth anything. They weren't even worth a Pruta. So there was no Pruta to speak of. For David Savar that the foreskins could have been uh, food for a cat or they could have been cat food or dog food and therefore they were 
at least worth a pruta, and therefore the marriage was a good marriage. So that is the pshad in a nutshell of Rabbi Shua ben Karcha. Rabbi Shua ben Karcha learns, just to sum it up, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha learns that the Kedushin to Meirav was a Kedushin toys because David was Mekadesh ben Milveh. Eh, however, when David went to be Mekadesh Michal, he gave a the the Arlis as well, so it was Mekadesh Bemilve Ubepruta. And in that case, David said it was a good Kedushin. Shaul argued and held it wasn't a good Kedushin. But at the end of the day, David only married one sister. He only married Michal. And therefore, there's no problem of how could David marry two sisters. So now the Gemara circles back to Rabbi Yaisi. Because remember, Rabbi Yaisi held that David actually married both sisters from the Sheyadinecha, right? That he had actually married both sisters. He married Michal and Meirav. So the Gemara now asks, according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, hi, this Pasuk of Tanoas Ishti es Michal, my Darish Bey, what's he going to do with the Pasuk of give me my wife Michal? Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha learned that Tanoas Ishti means that only Michal is my wife and not Meirav. But what's Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha learns that he was Mekadish Meirav as well, and it was a good Kedushin, which obviously Rabbi Yossi is going to have to say that there was some other Kedushin, not the, not the Mekadish ben Milveh, because Rabbi Yossi is not arguing that Mekadish ben Milveh works. So Rabbi Yossi is going to have to hold that he was Makadesh with something else. So, so, so that David did do a valid Kedushin to Meirav, which is not mentioned in the Pesukim. But Rabbi Yaisi has to explain the Pesuk of Tanah Ishti. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi is consistent with a reason that he gives elsewhere. And the Gemara there talks about a Pesuk that says in uh, in Shmuel Beis, that says that the it says Veschameshes b'nei Michal asher yolda laadriel hamechaylasi. It says that there were five sons of Michal, the daughter of Shaul, that were born that that she she gave birth to to Adriel. Now remember, Adriel is the husband of not Michal. Adriel is the husband of Meirav. Yet the pasuk says that Michal gave birth to Adriel five five children, so five sons. So the Gemara asks, "Vechil Adriel Nesana, what did Shaul give Michal to Adriel? V'haloy lepalti ben Laish Nesana, he gave her to Palti ben Laish. Dechsev Shaul Nesan is Michal b'itay Eishes David lepalti ben Laish. So Ella Makish Kedushei Meirav Ladriel, the Kedushei Michal lepalti. So the Pazuk is comparing the Kedushin that Meirav to, did to Adriel to the Kedushin that Michal did to Palti to teach you Ma Kedushei Michal lepalti b'avera, just like Michal's marriage to Palti was an avera because Michal was a full-fledged wife of David." And therefore, she was given to Palti Ba'avera. She was an Ashes Ish. Afkedushe Meirav Ladriel Ba'avera. Meirav's marriage to Adriel was also an Avera because she was already married to David. So Rabbi Yossi holds that Meirav's living with Adriel was Ba'avera. And that's how he holds. Now, how was David able to marry Michal um, if Meirav was still alive? So again, Rabbi Yossi answered that in the beginning. He said that David married Michal after Meirav died. But the Gemara now goes back to Rabbi Shua ben Karcha. Now that we, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha is going to have to explain that Pasuk, what does it mean, B'nei Michal HaShayol Deladriel? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha Nami, Haksevet Chameshus B'nei Michal HaShol. What's he going to do with that Pasuk? Rabbi Yeshua will answer you that V'chi Michal Yolda, did Michal bear these children? V'alei Merav Yolda, Merav bore those children. Merav Yolda, Michal Gagla. Merav bore them, but Michal raised them. And Lefikach, meaning that Meirav died young, and Michal raised the children. Lefikach, Nikru al Shema. Therefore, they're called by her name as her children. La Metcha, the teacher, Shakal HaMegadel, Yasem Besach Beisai, whoever raises a Yasem in their house, Malala Vakasav Kilu Yaldai. That Pasa considers it as if they raise them. So, really, uh, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha can still hold that he only married Michal. And the Pasa is talking about the fact that Michal raised Meirav's children. That's why they are attributed to Michal. 
Then the Gemara continues with a few examples of people who raised children of other people, and they were attributed to them. Gemara talks about Nami raising Rus's children, and the Gemara gives a few examples, um, uh, but um, that's not relevant to this discussion. But just to uh, circle back and uh, summarize what we learned, so we see from here that according to Rabbi Yaisi, David married Meirav and Michal. One, he married Michal after Meirav died, and the fact that Shaul took them away and gave them to other men was Ba'avera. That really they were both full-fledged wives of David, and Shaul did it by Avera. According to Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, David did not legally marry Meirav. It was a Kedushe Tais. Uh, he did legally marry Michal, but Shaul felt that that was a Kedushe Tais as well. Therefore, Shaul gave her away to Palti ben Laish, and that hopefully gives us a little bit of a better understanding as to what exactly happened in our Psukim over here.